Hello and welcome back to the Trail Manners Podcast. This is single track session number 137 and I am your host, Eric Manning, refreshed and ready to roll. So it's been a few weeks. I almost forgot uh, how to work all of this stuff, including the microphone, but we're back with single track session 137. We got a lot to cover. Uh, we'll just jump around all over the place. So much going on. Um, it's great to be back. It was a great time off. Kind of got some things in order, uh, which is always good. Not that everybody out there is that concerned about it, but hey, I am. So, boy, um, a lot has happened since our last podcast. Um, I'll start off with my soccer season for coaching has come to an end. We uh, finished the season, um, kind of limped in, I guess, near the end on the last two games. Uh, last game we played extremely well, but we uh, came up 1-0, lost to the eventual champion of the league. But uh, a lot of fun with the boys. Had a great, great time since October. Excited for the next year. Um, as you know, I kind of inherited this team, which is just a blast. And now the hard part begins. We are getting ready for tryouts for these boys. Um so it's like picking a team, right? So, and we have a lot of people coming to try out. Word spread that, you know, the team's doing pretty well. Some other things are happening with other teams. So we're going to have a lot of kids coming to tryouts. And uh, I only get one out of two days with them because I have to go to Seattle for work. Um, we'll get to that later. But, um, yeah, so now it's just full steam ahead. Teams, coaches, tryouts, looking for a few sponsors for that as well. So now I'm looking for sponsors for Trail Manners. And I'm looking for sponsors for my soccer team. So fun times ahead for me. Um, but yeah, I want to apologize for missing some podcasts. It was time for me to regroup a little bit, kind of get back to um, some basic stuff, make a few changes, make a few decisions. But we've done that. So I hope uh, people are still with me. And we're going to continue to trudge forward and plug and hit an attack with this podcast and it's getting that time of year lots going on a lot more people are getting out lots of races on the scene um got some guests lined up unfortunately my guests for next week um i won't i have to reshuffle everything because i'm not going to be making it to bellingham uh this weekend like originally planned due to some other circumstances um so i was going to do one or two shows up there um, with jeff hart and, and crew um, so that kind of set my schedule back, but that's all right. We'll figure it out. Um, I don't know if I'll have one next Tuesday since I'll be in Seattle the whole week and, um, well, I guess till Saturday or Sunday, but, uh, we'll, we'll plug on going through. Oh, let's see. What do we got here? So, um, yeah, let's start with beer of the week. So, uh, this year's beer of the week is Buku. IPA from Mother Earth Brewing Company. Uh, Mother Earth, like I've mentioned before, is one of my favorite. I don't know. They have a lot of good flavors right now. Um, this one is, uh, I'll just read the can for you. Um, it's 6.5%. Uh, it's got uh, no, tasting notes of light and fresh tangerine, citrus, and forest pine. Now, those that combination is like my go-to. I like the foresty, I like the pine. I do like a little bit of citrus right now, and if you'd have talked to me a couple years ago, I would have been off everything that had anything to do with fruit, but I make a exception for some of those citrusy type stuff. So that is our beer of the week, Mother Earth Brewing Company. It's a really tasty beer. The can's super cool. It's like a camouflage can with some orange and white print. Um, check out Mother Earth. They've got a lot of selections um, from IPAs to stouts to a peanut butter stout to 
uh, a ginger to a cream ale. Um, it's got a little bit of everything out there, so give them a shot. Um, and I think they're, according to the can, they are in uh, not just Vista, California, but Napa, Idaho. So uh, a couple locations, and they, they're served all over because Mother Earth is money. So uh, give them a try. Uh, a little recap, too. Um, since last time I've been on the show, we have had the Ogden Trail Running Festival the last year. Um, which was a little bittersweet, but, um, yeah, just, uh, just needed to happen. Um, start with the kids K. That was a blast. Once again, a bunch of little ones out there. We had parents and grandparents and siblings and everybody watching and those kids just tore it up. They looked like they had a good time. Lots of smiles. Helps re, you know, helps me enjoy it a little bit more to see all the little kids smiling out there, but huge thanks to, you know, our sponsors for that. Our sponsor of the Kids K was none other than McKinsey Exhibit. They've done that for a couple of years. Um, they were on point, able to help us supply the kids with a sweet swag bag, awesome medals from our friends at Elevation Culture, some shirts, everything for free, no charge, um, and that was a blast. As um, far as the Trail Festival itself, holy cow, can I just say how amazing Cat Bradley is? I think sometimes you see people and you think man that's they're pretty cool or, or you know you're you're inspired by what they do but i i can't tell you how inspiring cat bradley was to sit and get to know um fortunate you know i knew the the organizer so i got to um, sit down with her a little bit more but um she's so amazing such an amazing story that i didn't know about um getting in a car accident head-on crash and then her comeback from that she still suffers you know, some stuff through injury, both mental and physical, um, which you can totally understand. But talk about an amazing person. Um, fielded a lot of questions from people here, um, but also just was down to earth. You know, I mean, she you wouldn't have known that she was, you know, an elite athlete, really. Um, not just with running, but I mean, she, you know, obviously she won Western States in 2017. But just hearing about her schedule she's got coming up, how she approaches running, how her approach to life. Um, what she's got going on, a new home. Um, just super excited that she, and honored to be honest with you, get to know her and her come to Ogden to, you know, share a little bit of her story, um, with everybody here. And all that happened at Amher Sport Factory Outlet. We had Stephanie Gardner helped out with that and a big help for, uh, Connor and his team there at Amher Sports, uh, Factory Outlet. Go check them out. Um, there's always sales going on. They've always got good stuff. Um, stop in, say hi. Tell them Trail Manor sent you. And we just want to thank our volunteers. We had a lot of volunteers um, for the Gib Wallace race that uh, really that helped it go. Um, without volunteers, as everybody knows, this stuff was not possible because I'm a wreck usually. And so, yeah, it's uh, it's not possible. And our sponsors, of course, as I mentioned, uh, McKenzie Exhibit for the Kids K. But on the, the title sponsor for the race itself, I want to thank Solomon, Amr Sport Factory Outlet, and our other sponsors, the Palisades Ultra Trail Series. Um, great race um, coming up in July, right around the corner. Ogden Trails Network, Gear 30, our local mountain shop, Sign Garage, U.S. Forest Service, and Roosters again for coming through with the beverages. Um, just a lot of fun. And just really want to take a second to thank them all for the support they've given us through the years on this festival. Um, it's just too, there's too much going on, especially in Ogden. There's like three or four things that day, um, that's going on. So it gets to the point now where it doesn't matter if you put an event on the calendar, there's going to be other events. Unfortunately, sometimes there's running events that come up and kind of take into your, your weekend. And that's unfortunate. Something I'll never do. 
is uh, piggyback on stuff, but uh, just isn't isn't happening. So we'll move forward. We'll figure something else out, and I've already got uh, recruited to help with a race up at Powder Mountain, another good ski resort here in Utah with uh, a group. Uh, the event's called Sparrow, S-P-E-R-O, working with Powder Mountain, uh, working with... Uh, Team Synergy, it's a kids' race um, to help kids uh, anywhere. I think the age is going to be 8 or 10. I can't remember the minimum, 18. Help them raise money for whatever they need, whether it's uniforms for their sports teams or um, athletic teams or band equipment or whatever it is, art supplies, whatever. It's help. It's a way to help them raise money um, to offset a lot of their costs. And I'm super excited and proud to, you know, people ask me to be a part of that, and I'll be the race director and part of the committee to head up that event, um, which will be taking place, I believe, August 17th. Um, and I'll, I'll send more information out on that because I'm super excited to be a part of that. We're going to have a kind of like a little relay race, like a mile loop and a half mile loop where these kids will come up and get pledges and, and run around um, in the mountains on a trail and learn a little bit too about the outdoors. So really excited about that. And oh, hey, guess what? Looking for sponsors for that. So I'm just the guy going around looking for, for money for too many entities but myself I'll, t- I'll take a sponsor if anyone wants to sponsor me personally though i could use one i'll get a temporary tattoo somewhere but not on the face um memorial day weekend has just passed hope everybody had a great time there's always races always fun things going on extra day off work for some people and uh just you know also shout out and uh heavy heart to the people we celebrate memorial day for um that's something that i think that sometimes gets lost in the equation People think it was a holiday, barbecue weekend, time at the lake, but uh, let's let's honor those who who uh, you know the holidays about. So hope you all enjoyed it though. Had a good time off because we are fast approaching June, and uh, that means the year's <laughs> almost half over. And uh, not sure how excited I am about that. Um, little update: since I ran Zion in first of April. Um, the Zion, part of the just down in Zion. I ran down in Zion with some people. I've been on the mend, man. My Achilles just flared up even more than it was before, and it took to the point where I couldn't even go up and down stairs very well, and it made me nervous knowing, you know, my friend Jim Skaggs and Brian Tolbert and all these people out there you're seeing with going down with Achilles injuries just made me really nervous. So I've been going to physical therapy, um, which is not some place I enjoy. It's out of pocket, so, you know, I'm taking a hit there. But uh, I'll tell you what, Bridge Physical Therapy has done an amazing job for me. Um, I have done something that Joel's been trying to get me to do for a while, but I'm terrified of needles. I've wanted to do it, but I'm not a brave soul. But I've been doing not just like, uh, you know, scraping, A-stem, whatever you want to call it, grafting technique. I mean, there's so many grafting, excuse me. There's just different words for it. But doing some scraping, massage work, of which I've been good at. Now I've done dry needling. So I've done two sessions of dry needling, and I sweat. Like, they think it's funny, and I don't blame them. Like, I sweat. (laughs) I'm on my stomach. They're going into my calf, which is just the meaty calves I have. And, oh, man, I don't want to know. I don't want to see it. I don't want to look, but I sweat pretty bad. So, But it's a big step for me. It is a huge step for me, and it's starting to feel better. I'm still a few, probably a few weeks away. I've got the clear to slightly... Okay, I say lightly jog um, and run. So when I get back from Seattle, um, I can start up again. But that's p- putting me months behind on where I really needed to be. I'm, I haven't run in a month, so I'm starting from wow, over a month. Holy cow, 
it's almost June, so a month and a half I haven't run since Zion just because of the, the pain and, and everything there. So, But I'm feeling a lot better. I've got the okay to move forward, but it definitely has put a damper on my ear, which has caused some of the problems that, you know, just have been podcasting. You know, one of the things I decided to do, I've stepped down from the Ogden Trails Network officially, so I am no longer on the committee for the Ogden Trails Network. Uh, just wasn't fair, not just for me, but that. I mean, we meet once a month. We have to vote on stuff, and my summer is so busy. But obviously, I'm still going to help build trails. I'm still, uh, Trail Manor still adopts 22nd Street to 29th Street, so I'll still be doing everything I can to help out, picking up garbage with uh, some friends there, and, and just everything, you know, tra- trail trim, trail days. We're still going to be doing all that, but I'm just no longer an official board member. So I was kind of cutting the cutting a little piece off of all the, the directions I'm being pulled right now, especially since I took over coaching soccer. So that's going to help a little bit. Um, the other thing, which is good news, knock on wood here, I'll hear it, knocking on wood, um, I'm under contract with selling my house, which is, if any, if you don't know, that's a huge relief for me right now. So under contract, I think we're closing June 11th, June 13th, right in there. And that's just a huge thing to have off my back. Um, so again, I mean, and I don't mean it in a negative way, but stepping down from AOTN, that's, that's freed up a little time. And just, you know, if I do something, I'm committed to it, and it's just hard when I don't have the time. I feel guilty. So that's one of those guilt things I'm taking off. Uh, selling the house is going to be absolutely monstrous. It's going to be huge. Um, and that's just one more step in the right direction and, and just releasing some of that toxins from my body. So knock on wood. Keep your fingers crossed for me. Hopefully that's uh, going to gonna happen here pretty quick. Um, a few other things I hate to say, but San Juan Solstice 50 or Lake City 50, whatever you want to call that, has been changed a few times. Um, has been canceled for 2019. Um, too much snow. There's going to be some flooding issues, uh, water table. Um, and I, I was fortunate to run that race years ago. Um, got my butt handed to me, but, you know, that's not to say anything. Beautiful race, great location. Uh, just, I feel bad. Not just for the runners, obviously, that's a big thing. But that town is in, you know, they're they're looking at flooding about that exact same time because of all the snowpack. And it's still snowing in Colorado in those mountains. So, you know, our thoughts are going out to everybody there. And speaking of, um, I've been asked this so many times via messages like I'm some, I don't know, I don't know. I, I don't know. You can find more than I know on in social media, but uh, Hard Rock 100, um, they have a drop-dead deadline of when they have to announce if that race is going to go. And if you remember last year, we were in the same situation far as are we going to have a race because of fires. So it's a weird what difference a day makes. They have so much snow in the San Juans. I've seen pictures recently as this morning um, that it's if they don't have the, the same thing, water table situation, they may not be able to run Hard Rock, which... Wow, right? I think it's only been canceled once ever um, in its existence. And I think I personally, just seeing some of the pictures and everything, uh, it's it's going to have to be canceled, you would think. Um, I can't remember the date. I think it was sometime in mid-June they have to make that final decision. But, um, boy, how tough is that um, to cancel a race like that? And if that happens, that's going to change even my plans even more this summer um, because I did plan on going out there for four or five days and hanging out and, and being a part of that. But if there's no race, I'm not going to go out there and, uh, get my feet wet. I can get my feet wet at home. So I don't know. We'll, we'll keep, keep you posted on that. I'm sure you'll see something before we announce it, but, uh, that's crazy. Just so, so weird. 
Um, speaking of crazy and weird, it's been a few weeks, so it's not big news. So I'm not going to cover up that Hoka project. And I'm going to tip my hat to the people at Hoka. Um, talk about marketing geniuses over there. They did that Hoka project where they launched their new carbon shoe. Um, you know, Jim Walmsley crushed the, I say crush because it, it, it was only by sec, less than a minute, but that's still big when you're talking 50 miles. He set the world record. It's been in, I think since 1984, if I remember right. Um, <laughs> but the thing is, is can Jim have done that without the shoes? I think he could have, you know, he might have put on some, you know, some, some sketchers or some, uh, Keds or something. He probably could have broke the record. So it wasn't the shoe. I'm not, I'm going to say that. I'm personally saying, I don't think it was the shoe that propelled him to the world record. Um, but that's a huge launch. They had so many big name runners. They put on a show. It was well done by Hoka. Um, marketing geniuses. And congratulations to Jim and everybody out there. I know we're, we're late on that, but we'll, we'll throw it out there. Some sad news um, from the world of trail running. Um, Outside Magazine, Outside Online, took a huge digger in my book, um, posting a ridiculous article. And the only reason I'm bringing it up is because people have reached out to me on this one quite a bit. And I made a quick little post. And it just it didn't make me mad. Like It made so many people just furious. I don't think it made me mad. It made me sad. Um, simply because, number one, that would get published the way it was, and I get what it was. It was a clickbait, trying to stir controversy, you know, it's good for the, you know, the website, blah, 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 blah. But at what cost, right? I mean, you, trail users should all be on one page. It shouldn't be necessarily dissected between runners, mountain bikers, uh, horseback riders, People just, you know, out on a hike, it's trail users. I mean, we all use the trails. Um, I know in different areas of the country, the world, that some are maybe mountain bike only, some are no, you know what I mean? So, I mean, they're, they're separate. But at the same time, to sit and say one group does more for something than another, I don't know how you even quantify that realistically. Um, maybe in some areas, absolutely, you know, because of documentation or building or everything else. But I don't think people understand um, and coming from the Ogden Trails Network, I know what it takes to build a new trail. Uh, here, it, I mean, if it's forest service, if it's city, if it's county, if it's private, I mean, there's so many um, variables to building a trail and, you know, maintenance, IMBA. I think the only thing that really you got out of that is there's IMBA, International Mountain Bikers Association, which is an organization trail runners, quote-unquote, don't have one. Um, but I don't necessarily think that makes it okay to say the things that were said. Um, I know what it did make people mad. I know it offended a lot of people. But I also know it offended people that aren't runners. It offended mountain bikers. It offended other people because it's just such a blanket, stupid statement in the in the rise the person tried to get. Um, Mark Peruzzi, I believe his name is. And I went over to his personal Facebook page just to kind of check him out, right? I mean, that's what we do. And uh, he was... He thought it was funny almost, you know, some of his comments were, you know, well, maybe they'll start helping now. There's other ways to draw attention to needs and to um, divide groups, to name call, to do those things. It's just not the right way to do it, and it's really sad, and that's why I felt bad. It was I was just sad. I was sad for Outside Magazine. I was sad for Outside Online, and I was really sad for all the troll users and the, the person that published the article. Um, it, it was just asinine, really. And it got the stir, it got the word out, so you can say that. It's like, oh, now more people are more, you know, 
just in the last week, I saw a lot of posts of people doing stuff on the trails. Well, I think they did those in the past, but now they're just trying to, you know, make it out there more, um, put it out there more. And that's not why we do it either. You know, a mountain biker, runner, any trail user, we don't do trail work to get a pat on the back. And that's what almost like this, this mountain biker, you know, I read some of the stuff that he put about, oh, you know, and I, you know what, I'm not even going to keep getting into it. But at the end of the day, let's all come together and take care of the trails for the right reason. Whether it's trimming trails, building trails, cleaning up garbage on trails, we can all do our part. It all goes to the same cause, keeping the trails wonderful, beautiful, um, usable and uh, there's just more people using them so we just got to get along instead of dividing instead of putting this line through everybody let's just get together and then do it for the right reasons not for a certain group not for the kudos on the back not for i did more than you but let's just all do our part and enjoy it together you know i know when i run on the trails i don't sit and think about oh i helped with this section i know that group i just run on the trails and think it's beautiful you know those people don't want credit they don't want accolades they're out there using the trails, you know. Um, so, yeah, that's just, it just made me sad. Just made me sad. And, um, yeah, I think that's pretty much it on that. Um, I, if, if you noticed on social media, I just posted getting some tips about uh, taking a trip to Iceland. I want to go on a vacation. I was supposed to go to Bellingham this weekend. Didn't happen. Um, I did sign up for the Groton uh, race in Virginia. Mont, almost said something else, but uh, I didn't because it's not. Um, yeah, so I'm really excited to go out to Vermont. Um, it's going to be on the Groton Forest Trail Run. It's a 26.5 miles in uh, Groton, Vermont. I'm registered September 7th, um, Vermont. I'm excited. Um, man, I'm excited. But I need a vacation. Um, something I don't know yet. It's like, do you want to go... There's a bucket list items. I want to go to Iceland. I want to go to Ireland. I want to go to Germany. I want to go to Wells. I mean, there's different places. Alaska, for even that matter. There's a lot of places. So do you spend the money to go, like in Iceland, right, where it costs a lot and everybody's like, food's ridiculous, blah, blah, blah. Or do you go locally and just spend the money relaxing, doing more? I don't know. I think there's two types of, of trips. I do want to go to Iceland. It would be solo. be going by myself. Um, I'm, I'm a solo dude. So um, I don't know. I'd kind of just want to go and, and see what there is to see and not be stuck to too much of an agenda and see what I can. But then I saw, what did I see right after that? A trip to, where was it? It was pretty inexpensive. I think it was Germany. The, the airfare, like in October, it was like ridiculous. Me and my daughter were looking at it. It was $349 round trip. No joke. Um, not from Salt Lake. It was from San Jose. So I'd have to get to San Jose. So maybe 500 bucks round trip to, to Germany. So I thought, okay, I'm going. Um, it's after Oktoberfest. I didn't buy a ticket. But I need a vacation. So I'm taking, um, what do you call those? Requ- uh, not requests. Opinions. People can give me their opinion where I need to go. Um I love, I'd love to travel on budget, which means I like deals. It doesn't mean I'm, I won't buy food or whatever, but if I, if there's a good deal, I'm more apt to buy a ticket or a trip or whatever it is. So if you got some ideas for me, let me know. Something for just, if I go by myself, um, a friend of mine is going to Nepal to do the Annapurna Trail in Thanksgiving, around Thanksgiving time. And I just, I want to go. I want to go. But just the time of it, um, I don't. It's two weeks, and then I'm supposed to, right when I get back, I'd have to take off again. 
because I promised my daughters I'd take them to Disneyland in December, and they come first, so I'm really torn on that one. Um, but I'm looking for something else if anybody has some some solid, legit uh, tips for me on uh, a VK. Um, and how about we talked about we're going to cover this, folks. So if you don't like soccer, you can you can just probably fast forward. Um, I don't know how long. It'll be quick because it hasn't started. But if you if you don't want to talk about soccer or hear about the Women's World Cup, just fast forward and we'll catch you on the other side because we still got some Ask Trail Manners, Woody Footy, and a few other things. But June 7th, a little over a week, we have the Women's World Cup. Um, I'm pumped, dude. I am pumped. Um, our women's team is money. And I love soccer. So the favorites. Eric, what are your favorites? Well, I got to go with USA, defending champs. They won last time. But I think the competition is catching up to the U.S. in in, in more numbers. We've always had, like, China's, uh, Germany, um, you know, a f- couple, Brazil, a couple teams here and there that were Sweden in the past that were, what's the word I'm looking for, contenders? But for so long, the women's national team just crushed everybody. Like, everybody crushed. I mean, I went to a game, and I got to hang out with the women afterwards, which was kind of cool. Me and him, everybody got to meet them. But I think it was France, and they just demolished them. Um, but this year, here's some teams to look for. France, Germany, England, and Japan. Those are my dark horses. My dark, dark horse is Brazil. Um, why are they so deep down? Because they're super young. But super talented. So it should be interesting. I think the pressure is obviously on the USA. Um, I think that's just super pressure packed. But I think we can do it. And even the friends from the north, the Canadians, I think they're a, a kind of a dark horse, kind of coming in under the radar a little bit. Um, there's a lot to watch out for. There's some that I think, eh, don't worry about it. Yeah. I'm 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 going USA, France, Germany, England. Mm, I think that England looks tough for the women. Um, and in the the U.S. group to get out, they got Thailand, Sweden, and Chile. So Thailand, I think, is going to be ugly. Chile, I think, isn't going to be pretty. Sweden is going to be, I think, their toughest game of the of the group stage. But I think they'll take care of that. So good luck in the Women's World Cup. We'll cover that every week on Thursday and talk about scores, what we're seeing, favorite players, maybe best best dressed, superstars, youngsters, everything. So we're going to cover it just like we do with the men. Um, so that is going to be it until we get into it. But I'm going with USA all the way, and we'll come back with more predictions next week. All right, here we go. So we're going to do Woody Footy. And this week, Woody Footy, I apologize. We're not doing hats yet because I'm waiting for my logo to get finished. I know it's taken forever, but when you're working on a budget and some friends, you take your time. And I've just been busy with other stuff. So we will have hats, not for the past winners. We haven't started the giving the hats out. You just get pride. Um, but this week, and the hats are going to be sponsored by Caldwell Banker and St. George, our friend Turtle Miller, our best buddy, Turtle. He will be uh, the sponsor for that. But... This week, I let my daughter pick, so I thought it'd be fun. We were sitting here together. There's so many good ones, over 30-plus, um, some really good ones from 
different parts. We got Germany, we got uh, Portugal, we've got Wisconsin. Uh, he like I threw that in there as exotic too. You got Germany, Portugal, Wisconsin, um, but it's beautiful. A lot of great photos. Um, you know, we got Martin uh, Schneekloth. He's doing his first of six hundred milers this summer. Starting off with Old Dominion. Martin, good luck, my man. You are uber stud in my book. 600s in a summer, even a year, whatever. That's amazing. So good luck with that. We had some really good ones from Ogden area. It's beautiful right now, even with all the moisture. Things are going to be green, flowers, everything. Uh, some great photos there. Brittany Thompson Blanchard. Um, Deb Adams Baker from Yellow Fork Canyon was one of my, my favorites. Brooke Jones from Georgia. That one on Duncan Ridge was money with the sun coming through. Um, what other ones did I really like? Um, Chad Smith, Beacon, New York. That was awesome. Um, Christopher Fell, he was in Madeira Islands. Those look, that looks beautiful and amazing. Drew Scoggin from Virginia. That was a cool shot with the clouds. I really liked that one. Tide friend Ty Draney in the Caribou National Forest, Bear Pass, sun coming through. Um, always, always pretty. Um, what else did we have? Some other favorite. Oh, I really like David Blanchard, um, with Brittany Thompson Blanchard on Indian Trail. But this week, my daughter picked the winner, and her favorite one, and this week's Woody Footy winner goes to Canada, goes to our friend, Andrew Giles. Um, beautiful photo. Um, it's of a lake. It's the Blackfoot Ultra 50 Miler near Edmonton, Alberta. Um, so congratulations, Andrew. We'll put that as part of the um, the picture for the single track session for the week. I know we're buzzing through stuff here. Just got a lot to do. I got to try out tonight. I fly out to Seattle. What time do I fly out? Flight leaves at 5.30 a.m., so I got to get up at like 3. So I'm not too pumped about that. And then sit in meetings all day um, with my, my company, Filson, out of Seattle. But uh, maybe we'll hit a Mariners game on the weekend if I have a, a night. I know they're in town. I think they got the Angels. But anyway, thanks to Andrew. Woody Footy winner for the week. No hat. A lot of pride. I'm really, I'm really hoping the hats come through quick. But it's just the logo, man. I am. We're gonna have different color hats too. I bought an assortment of hat colors um, that we'll send out. All right, we're gonna, we're gonna buzz through this. I only have two Ask Trail Manners questions, which is fitting because I was gone for so long. But we'll hit those, and then we're gonna be done for the week. So um, let me talk about the first one. <laughs> I am ready for some new shoe ideas. Got any tips or reviews? I was a previous PI shoe guy too, and now I can't find the right shoe. Please help. Shoeless in Boise. Well, Shoeless in Boise, I have bought three brand new pairs of shoes that I haven't even taken out of the box yet. And I can't even tell you what they are. I know one of them is the Nike Terra Kiger 5. The Terra Kiger, not the Wild Horse. The Wild Horse still fit tight around my arch area, around the toe box. Um, but I did get the Terra Kiger 5 which I'm super excited. It's comfy like a slipper. Love the upper. Um, we'll check that out. I also got the Hoka Torrent. Um, just out of the out of the box feel on that was awesome. Checked out the stack height and everything. It's right in my alley. So we'll try Hoka's, which is kind of new for me. And last but not least, let me see if I can see it. Hold on just one second. They're from Brooks. I think it is the... Hold on one second. Let me grab that. It is the... The Caldera 3. <laughs> that take long enough? The Brooks Caldera 3. So those are the three brand new in the box because I haven't been running. 
um, that I'll be trying. And there's a couple more I want to get my hands on, but out of money and, you know, not really running. So I'm hoping to do reviews on them. Um, what I would like to do is review, like, right out of the box, Phil. Put at least, I don't know, 40, 50 miles in each shoe and then do a review after the fact. So you kind of get, okay, this is how it feels, and then, oh, this is actually how it felt. So that's the plan. So shoeless in Boise, that's where I'm at. I know there's a few more I want to get my hands on, um, but that's probably the next ones I'll be trying. But I'm still wearing my pearls as well. Um, here's another Ask Trail. This one's funny. This is Mike from Texas, and uh, bear with me. I didn't. Uh, Mike sent it in. I'm going to get a drink of water. Here we go. All right. Mike. And I took water because my beer's gone. Um, Mike from Texas. Hey, Trail Manners. I'll just reply, hey, Mike. So my girlfriend is a trail runner, and she made me <laughs> she made me listen to your podcast when we would drive around instead of listening to music. At first, I was not happy about it, so I barely paid attention. One day, I was driving and decided to listen to your podcast while I was alone to try and surprise and impress her with some trail knowledge. I honestly can't remember laughing that hard, and next thing you know, I was hooked. I even started trail running with her. So let me get to the question. I signed up for my first trail race. It is not quite an ultra distance, but it will be the longest run I've ever done in my life. 20-ish miles. Where am I? Do you remember your first trail run? Question mark. Got some advice? Question mark. Needless to say, I'm a huge fan and advocate of the podcast. My office listens to it every week now, and there are only a couple of us that run. Thanks for staying humble and positive. We tried a few others, but they were elite-sounding and very annoying and negative. Mike from Texas. P.S. My girlfriend is starting to get jealous of my podcast crush. Ha. <laughs> hey, Mike. Well, thanks, first of all, for sending the question in. Thanks for being forced to listen to the podcast, I guess. I hope it paid off. I don't mind if you get forced. If you're still listening, that's okay. If you turn it off, that's that's up to you. Um, but I want to say thanks for listening. And I'm happy to hear that you'll be running a trail race. I think you're going to love it. Do I remember my first trail race? I absolutely do. And I don't know if that's a good or bad thing. It was in 2006. So what's the year? 2019. So 13 years ago, it was the first ever buffalo run on antelope island i didn't know jim skaggs at the time i didn't know any trail runners at the time except for my friend scott jaime he's the one that found it for me say hey, there's one in, in uh on the island you should try it's a 25k it was my first ever race and it was a disaster i didn't have trail running gear i had shoes um i know i had a handheld bottle i think it was ampipod at the time i had some long patagonia shorts i don't think they were trail running shorts and I had a Nike windbreaker that I thought was more along the lines of waterproof. And here's why I know I was wrong. It snowed and rained. <laughs> so my first trail race, it was snowy and rainy. And the worst part, though, is this is before. And again, this is, only, this is 2006. So there's a lot, obviously, before that. But this is before a lot of the cool gear and stuff came out. So I knew at the time I was doing heat, I believe, from Hammer Nutrition. And I thought, okay, I'm going to carry some in my water bottle. I had one handheld. That's all I took with me because, you know, hey, I'm new. And it was only 
I say only. It was the longest run I've ever done. Um, but I knew there was aid stations, so I'm like, okay, I take a handheld, but I know I'm going to want some more heat, so I better take some with me. So I'm going to grab the Ziploc bag because these are like Ziploc bags in 2006 were like vaults, right? Nope. So I grabbed one, filled it up with heat, stuck it in my, my back shorts pocket because these weren't running shorts. And uh, had oh, and I had like some ear buff type thing on, like a fuzzy fleece thing for my ears. So I looked solid, and I still have the picture. I looked money. It was my Salmon Pro XDs were the shoes? I think I had some. I don't remember the socks. I know they were gray. But anyway, so I'm running. It's raining. It's snowing. I'm soaking wet. I've never run a race before. I didn't know what was going on half the time, and I knew it was the farthest I'd ever run. And I remember getting to the first aid station, and I was going to refill my bottle. But I went to sit down, um, and my next thing I know, my leg just started hurting. Like the back of my leg, the hair felt like it was getting yanked out. I'm like, what the heck? Well, that super solid um, Ziploc bag had opened. And he'd, um, let me let me put this nicely, was not, it was sugary. Like everything else. And so I had this paste on the back of my leg. My shorts, I don't know how I didn't notice before. My shorts were literally stuck to my leg and caught all my hairs. This is my hamstring and inner hamstring, right? The, the inner hamstring, you know how that is. And it was just caked on there. So the bag had opened. All the, the heat came out, plus all the snow, all the rain. I was a, my, my left, I still remember, my left thigh was marinating like a chicken wing, like a chicken thigh. Just just marinated, got a little rub on there. Um, it was a nightmare. So I didn't have anything, so I just drank water the rest of the way. Uh, aid station at the time, we were talking chips, M&Ms. Um, I'd never run and eaten anything like that. Anyway, the race was a nightmare. Um, I tried to get the paste off my leg as much as I could, but it just it was on there good. I was exfoliating. Um, so that was a nightmare, but I was a blast. But what I was training for um, was the, a month later, a month and a half later, I was running the Greenland 50K in Colorado with my good friend Scott Jaime. And uh, so, yeah, I swore off I would never run a trail race again in 2006 at the Greenland 50K, four loops, and I swore I'd never run again. I couldn't walk that night, and the next day I couldn't bend my knees. And this is not a joke. I'm not exaggerating. Um, it was a, it was horrible. Um, I think I even got aboard the plane early because people saw me walking funny. I don't know. It's been so long. But, uh, but yeah, that was my first race. Um, got some advice. Um, to have fun. Enjoy it. That's one thing I wish I probably would have done more of is enjoyed it and had fun. I was so lost in my head of how fast I was going, how far I had to go, how much it hurt, how, why am I doing this? Um, the heat incident, which the heat incident of 2006 is what I'll call that one. Um, I, I was just so not focused on the experience as much as I was on being too analytical and too dialed in on what needed to be done, what couldn't be done. And I think I missed something I'll never get back. And that was just the experience. Um, cause I'm on Antelope Island. I'd never run on Antelope Island before, even though I live in Utah. There were Buffalo people. It was a small race at the time, less, maybe a hundred people. It was its first year. But I was nervous. I didn't know anybody. I was out of my comfort zone. I'm not the most outgoing dude in the world. Um, I didn't know what I was doing other than the telephone call with Scott Jaime. Um, but I remember after I enjoyed it. I remember when I got home and cleaned up and thinking about it, I was so proud of what I just had done because I'd never in my mind thought I would do it. Um, 
and the fact that I was done. And I don't even know if I was looking forward to the Greenland 50K as much, um, but I think it was more I was looking for the challenge, not necessarily the running aspect, but okay, I'm going to go double what I did today because Buffalo on 25K, Greenland 50K. But that's that's my advice to you, uh, Mike, in Texas is enjoy your first trail race. Enjoy the journey. Enjoy everything and then soak it in, you know. As far as all the things I was concerned about, how many miles I had, my pace, my nutrition, all that stuff, uh, being out of my comfort zone even, um, it wouldn't have mattered, realistically. It didn't make a difference. Like, you have to heed when the cake down my leg. Would I have enjoyed it better? Probably. But did I enjoy it less? Maybe just a little. But I didn't have the opportunity to really take in all the the positive good things that I can look back. So when I talk about my first trail race now, mainly what I talk about are all these, my, my wardrobe, um, you know, the heat incident of 2006. I think of those things and I don't think about making friends. I don't think about the section of trail where I saw above. I don't, those don't, aren't the first things that pop in my head because I was too focused on the other stuff that became trivial, even though they are memories, like the heat thing's still super funny, so that's something to come out of it, but, but, but Mike, go into it, you've already ran, you've already trained, things have come a lot longer than Ziploc bags, and, and, you know, I may not have even needed it for all I know, it's like three and a half hours out there, or something like that, um, but you've already got everything else figured out, just go enjoy it, enjoy your time on the trail, it's the first, first you're gonna have of this, so, just take it all in. Who cares about the rest? Who cares about the time? Enjoy your time more than worry about your time. So that's my only bit of advice, and that's just coming from me. I know there's a lot of people with advice, and, and some might think of mine as silly. That's fine, right? Um, but that's that's what I think as far as advice goes. So anyway, that's it. That's the only two trial miners questions we had, um, and they were great, but I appreciate it. Uh, Shoeless and Boise and Mike, I, I really appreciate the the kind words um, and tell your girlfriend um, thank you as well for listening to the podcast um, I, I appreciate it and we're going to get back I know it's it's been a few weeks I've got some messages from people and for those that were reaching out I do appreciate it you have no idea um, but it wasn't because of the nasty or not naughty email I got and I know the timing of it would think that but that was not the reason why I've been gone um, I let that roll off my back. I don't really care if they don't have the guts to sign it, follow up or anything. I really don't care. I went to my iTunes um, reviews and there's two one star reviews. Just, they click the star. They don't leave a comment. That's just, I'm getting more used to that. That's out there. I'm turning into, uh, to manners. God, we're, we're past 2.0. How about 8.0? That's my favorite number. So making those changes, like I said. Um, but yeah, that's not why it was just a combination of so much stuff going on and the podcast suffered, but going forward, we're going to make some, some positive changes, not only with the podcast, but, uh, with, uh, manners 8.0 and we're going to, we're going to crush it. Well, that's our goal for the rest of the year, just to have a fun time, enjoy it. Um, if you listen to the podcast, I hope you do enjoy it, but we're always taking requests, you know, for guests, for topics, everything like that. So if you have any of those, send them my way, manners at trailmanners.com. Please send your Ask Trail Manners questions. Um, we'll get those answered. But other than that, folks, um, thank you so much for your patience, and thank you for being a Trail Manners listener. I do appreciate it. I hope you know that. And I look forward to meeting you someday, whoever you are out there. Um, it'd be a lot of fun. So send your questions, send your comments, whatever you want. Send them on over. I'm here for your listening pleasure, and I'm here to answer whatever you want, good or bad. 
I'm not going to turn anybody away. So thanks again. This is Eric Manning with the Trail Manners Podcast, single track session number 137, and I'm out.